Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 154. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. Here's the beautiful thing we're actually together in the same spot. How long has it been since we. Well, first of all, we haven't seen each other in person since the episode, the little pop-up episode that we did, like, back in the fall, wasn't it? Summer? Might have been summer. Might have been summer. Yeah. Yeah. It was... We, we ate outside. Right, at your house. To, we could have done that tonight, but we're not. Well, we're not. Um, by the time this rolls out, by the time people start hearing this... I'll be getting my second shot tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, the 4th of May. And you've had two already now for I've a couple of weeks, haven't you? Yep. I am fully vaccinated. That's fantastic. And it's quite liberating, liberating. Yeah, it really is. So the reason this sounds a little bit different is because you said a week or so ago, what's your status on getting shots? Let's go get something to eat. So we're at the prime rib on K Street in Washington, D.C. Which, by the way, is like the... Um, a, a total marquee place for the swamp. Oh, this is a total swamp place, yes. 100%. Um, but it's one of my favorite restaurants in the world. And so it's it's terrific to be with you in person and to think that we are kind of getting to the end of this, you know? Yeah. We're not there yet. There's a long way to go. But we see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's wonderful to share some time with you. And I thought we should commemorate this by recording an episode. Now, I want to be clear. They don't know we're doing this. I just laid the recorder out on the table. So it's not like they said, hey, would you come here? We're not that big. We're right. not that big. We're not here. that big. Yeah. But we're also in a room that could fit about 120, and there are six other people in mm. the room. That's amazing. And, you know, it's a big night. The president's going to make his first appearance before Congress. Yeah, we're doing this on Wednesday, the early evening. Um, what impact do you think that will have, if any, on anything that our audience cares about? And on, it, He's going to talk about taxes is the thing that everybody expects. Um I'll come back to one of the ideas that I had on that. Um, but this expansion of services is, to me, is kind of the underlying message. What does that mean for all these agencies who have to deliver on all this stuff to people? Right. Every facet of government, federal, state, local, based on what the president's going to propose and has proposed. Mm-hmm. Is going to have more money to spend, more stuff to do than they've ever had to do in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, having worked on states of the union in the past, I'll be looking for any signal about what the president and his administration is going to be focused on as far as management is concerned. Yeah. Is he going to propose a reorganization of this, that, and the other thing? Probably not. Is he going to focus on waste, fraud, and abuse, or um, you know, reforming uh, uh, benefit programs? Um, I doubt it. I think you're right. He'll focus on his main priorities. Pandemic, economic recovery, climate, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
I tell you, this equity movement is infusing every aspect of the government. Uh-huh. Um, and so I don't think the government's well organized or prepared to move out on what the president has proposed. I fear before it does, there's going to be a backlash. Um, How so? Well, I think um, diversity and equity are laudable goals, hard to accomplish overnight. Uh And if we move too quickly, if we do it in a way that, you know, risks litigation, you could tie the government up in knots. Mm. So, um, and, 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 you know, conversations that you have to have are uncomfortable. And as you flow that down to state and local entities, um, it's going to get even more difficult. Mm-hmm. I had an interesting conversation for a, another podcast that I'm rolling out. It's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, for another podcast that I'm doing called Four Star Forum. What? Series of interviews. Another four, another podcast? I know. What? So, this is called Four Star Forum. And it's a series of one-on-ones with retired, mostly retired. I'll certainly invite current uh, active duty four stars to talk about the national security, geopolitical issues of the day. And the first episode with General Larry Spencer, who is Vice Chief of the Air Force, um, African-American gentleman. And he said that the reason that a lot of these conversations haven't happened until now in the government is that they are just so difficult. They're so uncomfortable. And he said the complicating factor is because of the political polarization that we're going through right now, he said, well, he gave one example. He said, I was, when I was vice chief, uh, Mark Welch was the chief. We talked to each other or had a meeting or messaged each other every single day, multiple times a day for two years. I have no idea what his political leanings were. But if we had had those kinds of conversations, he said, I might have learned something about him that could have impacted my working relationship with him. He said, you just don't know where people are coming from. And once you learn things about people, it's hard to unlearn them. And so I think uh, this is not Larry, this is me, but I think human nature is I'd just rather not know certain things about people that I like. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. I think, um, on the other hand, we as a nation have to have these conversations if we're going to address these critical problems. Yeah. Um, and so I think we're confronting a heavy government involvement period that's going to cause uh, further turmoil in the national fabric. Well... It's tremendously difficult. It's tremendously hard to have these conversations and come, in some cases, to come to some kind of um, to to some kind of finality about them. And you know, the other challenge about this conversation at all 
in the context of what you and I are talking about, is we're two white guys sitting here having this conversation. Over prime rib and filet mignon. Yeah, exactly. So so what do we know? Well, I mean, but, you know, we can contribute. Uh, We shouldn't take a back seat. We should help offer other people opportunities. We should help our people we're serving um, measure and improve in these areas. Uh, You know, one of the things I've been thinking of, based on my involvement with the Commission on Evidence-Based Policy. You just spoiled my appetite. (laughs) We don't, we've got a good focus on the problem, Mm -hmm. but we don't have a lot of evidence of what solutions are. Yeah. Not a lot of studies been done on what are more or less effective solutions. So I do think this is, you know, won't surprise you, but a good opportunity for the evidence community to step up, evaluate what's what what we're doing, and see what works best. But to you, it's always a good opportunity for the evidence community to step up. If I needed to get the oil changed on my car, that would be a good opportunity for the evidence community. This to step one's up a particularly good and important opportunity oh, okay. for the community. All right, fine, whatever. Um. Should we be concerned that we're 100 days into the administration now? In fact, today I think is day 100. Wow. Um, as you and I enjoy this meal. Should we be concerned that we haven't really heard much at all about um, uh, uh, President's management agenda? Jason Miller, not the one that we know and love from Federal News Network, um, but uh, Jason Miller just got confirmed the other day. Today. As, oh, was it today? Yeah. As deputy director for management at OMB, um, all I don't know him, but all the indications that I've heard from different people that do say that he's a great candidate and yeah. eminently qualified to do that job. So it'll be interesting to see. I think I think uh, April is too April May is too soon oh, okay. to have expected a management agenda. Bush administration agenda came out in August. Mm. Um, you know. Maybe we'll get it done before then. The delays in the budget um, have have impacted stuff. So, you know, they did restore part six of A11, which I know you've been worried about. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Oh, how did Um, I miss that? And, and, you know, a lot of the um, focus of the administration, climate, equity, you're going to see infused in the management agenda, mm-hmm. um, and and if you know the coordination that's going to have to go on in those areas is going to seep into everything else. It's mm-hmm. going to divert resources. So no, I'm okay. anxiously awaiting it, but I don't think it, it's too soon to have expected. All right, All right that's fair. Um, what else? What else are you paying attention to right now? Oh, Fev's numbers are out. They came out on oh, uh, yeah. Monday. The federal, uh, Did it surprise Monday, you to learn that employee engagement improved? No. Why not? Because people have been wanting to work remotely, telework for a thousand years. I mean, the mid to, to uh, junior employees and the high-level people in the agencies for years have been saying, this is a good idea, we should expand this. And the middle managers have been saying, no, unless I can see my people well now they can't 
have people coming in the office and everybody's discovered, oh, this doesn't work so bad after all. I mean, there's Zoom burnout and all that, and I understand that. But, no, I'm not surprised one bit. So Trump, diversity executive order, Schedule F, none of that negatively impacted employee engagement. How far did any of that stuff get? And I'm asking. I don't. I just. I don't mean this as a rhetorical question. How far did any of that stuff get to actually affect somebody? I mean, Schedule F died on the vine. That's right. But there was a lot of stress in, uh, that it caused. But I take your point that it never really. We we escaped any real lasting impact from those things. Sound and fury signifying nothing. Hmm. Is that the first Shakespeare reference? It couldn't be. It might be. Somebody, we should get an intern to come in and catalog uh, Fedheads and see how many uh, uh, Shakespeare references. It would be great data to have, Mr. Data. Yes, it would. Data man. (laughs) Data man. Um, All right. It's great to see you. It's wonderful to be with you as always. We're looking forward to seeing all of our friends. Yeah. You finished your steak. I'm still working on mine, but I think we'll enjoy the rest of this in That's peace. The difference but. between ten and twenty ounces. I didn't get a twenty ounce. Good lord! Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.